hello everybody. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. I am so excited for this conversation because I am joined today by an extraordinary individual, Ellington Ellis. Ellington Ellis is a serial entrepreneur and an innovator in carbon reduction systems. He is the co-founder of Global Battery Solutions in Holland, Michigan, which has been focused on innovative battery repair, remanufacturing, and recycling. Ellington is the president of Oshinsky Innovations, and you'll hear all about his work today. Ellington really is a leader in creating solutions for hydrogen energy production and storage, as well as for innovations and the semiconductor industry. He's also a passionate advocate for creating generational wealth, for supporting entrepreneurs, and especially for supporting entrepreneurs who are Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Ellington, I'm so excited you're here. I've been looking forward to this conversation, but I have to confess, you are a man who is hard to keep up with. You are a true serial entrepreneur. So let's hear, what are you up to right now? What's What are you working on? Oh, a lot. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I'm president of Oshinsky Innovation, which is uh, our foundational company, which we have launched many other uh, projects, products, and some spinoff companies. But uh, that's what I'm currently doing. And uh, Oshinsky Innovation was formed in 2012 by the former uh, General Motors uh, CEO, Bob Stemple, and Stanford Oshinsky, who is a serial innovator, entrepreneurial, and Guy Wicker. And uh, in 2012, uh, Bob Stemple, of course, passed away, and also uh, uh, Stanford passed away, Oshinsky. And Guy Wicker then took the company, and I came into the company and helped him on some investment areas of the company. And we're here to grow it out, take the technology that Stemple and Oshinsky brought together in the hydrogen arena and to commercialize the project products and projects. That's what I'm doing. Okay. That's exciting. So let's talk about hydrogen. So what is the work that you and Guy are leading at Ovshinsky related to hydrogen production, storage, transportation? Let's hear it all. What are you working yeah, on? Yeah. So, so, so we, we, we call it uh, the, the hydrogen economy and that's what uh, Stan Ovshinsky calls it. And we're uh, are leading that effort. So we're doing hydrogen production, hydrogen storage, hydrogen transportation, as well as capturing CO2 from the process that is not uh, green. So we also have uh, what, we, uh, what we call the, the genset, so hydrogen engines, where we are, we're able to do a closed loop system for hydrogen where there is no exhaust going out. And it's an aqua unit. I can't really talk about that too much. That's probably all I can really say, uh, but we we have proprietary information on that. We have patent pending on that. Wonderful. And so that is exciting. So in short, I would say what we do is the entire hydrogen loop. Right. And you know, Ellington, it's really interesting because of course here in Michigan, we are talking so much about the EV industry. Right. There's every day it seems like we hear a new story. Of course, the state is investing billions in the expansion of the EV industry. So talk to us about the relationship between the hydrogen industry and the, the EV industry and, and how those go together. Well, I think it's, it's all about electrification. It's all about electron. What 
how can we produce electrons cleanly so that we can have power? That happens through batteries, EVs, electrification, but it also happens through hydrogen. And we believe that hydrogen will be the next great transition and move. As you know, the hydrogen uh, element is the most abundant element in the universe, right? And so being able to produce hydrogen from an electrolysis process makes sense, where you're able to split H2O, water, oxygen, and free hydrogen, doing that via renewable sources, wind uh, and solar, and, and we call that green hydrogen. But of course, we could do it with what we call blue hydrogen, which is natural gas, which is not as, as emission intensive as, as uh, a fossil I should say fossil, uh, as intensive as coal and oil, but it's the transition that we're going after. We're moving from coal and fossil fuel to the clean energy uh, realm, and that can only take time. And so we believe that it takes all of the above, hydrogen, it takes you know uh, uh, electric vehicles, it takes battery, it takes storage, it takes it all, all the technology that are out there. We need to move forward with it. Okay, exciting. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong. This is Elizabeth Bernhardt, Michigan Business Network. We will be right back. Looking for office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing and save. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office outlet has a huge selection of new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Save 50 to 90% on used seating, desks, files, and more. The office outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Elizabeth Bernhardt, and we are joined today by Ellington Ellis. And so do you? what are the major things that are needed? Let's just talk about Michigan for a minute. What are the major things that are needed here in Michigan for us to move to the hydrogen economy? Well, we, we the technology is there, right? That's one thing that I think we all need to understand. What needs to be done is financial resources, and I believe subsidies from the government as they subsidize the oil industry, right? And that subsidies from the government would allow private equity to come in, but it also allows individual angel investors and strategic partners and investors to collaborate. And so the main thing that is needed to advance hydrogen and electrification it's government subsidies. And we do see that happening with the uh, IRA bill, as well as the CHIP Act. Okay, great, great. So what are, in addition to the government subsidies, which will therefore help to reduce the costs associated with hydrogen production, what else is needed if we think about infrastructure, workforce, where, what's needed in the next three to five years to get, to get us there? Yeah, we need re- uh, resources, right? We need education and knowledge. We need training. 
we need a, a strong labor a workforce, uh, technicians in what, what I call the super advanced technology ecosystem, which is really moving toward quantum. And everything is moving toward quantum. Everything is moving toward superposition and the quantum uh, economy. So yeah, what we need is training. We need a, a trained labor force. We need academia. We need industry. And we need the government to collaborate to bring about the needed resources, funding and education to make this uh, hydrogen and electrification ecosystem transition. So are you seeing this starting to get traction at the federal level? It is getting traction. I think we all know that. We all see it. And you put your money, you put your mouth where your money is, your money where your mouth is. But yes. you, 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 you have to, and the, the, the government is doing that. We see the dollars are there, right? So we, we believe that the environment is right. If we're going to reach, you know, IPCC's uh, climate goals by 2030, 2035, it's important that we have all hands on deck with training, manufacturing components, manufacturing parts. A lot of time we talk about hydrogen, we talk about EV, we talk about the big picture, but we miss the entire logistic chain and the, the manufacturing of the components that it will take, you know, to make this industry happen and this transition come about. Ellington, let's pivot to talk about the semiconductor industry. What is the work that you are leading in that industry? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. A lot, right? (laughs) So what we say is you can't have hydrogen, you can't have electrification without the semiconductor industry. And we are heavily involved in the semiconductor industry. I am a part of LA Semiconductors. Uh, We purchased a, a semiconductor plant. Uh, last year, fabricating sensors and chips. And we are now in the early stages of launching a packaging company, a chip packaging company to package not only the chips from the plant in Pocatello, Idaho, which is LA Semiconductor, but we we will be doing packaging for fabricating companies around the U.S., and we, the goal is to bring domestic packaging back to the United States of America. And as you, as you may know, and many of your listeners may know, we can build all the semi-chips we want in the U.S., but if we have to send them overseas to be packaged, that's a security issue, and it's also an economic issue. So the goal is to build out a packaging industry right here in the United States of America. We will be the first, uh, it's not many, I should say, it's not many packaging companies in the U.S. 90% of all packaging companies are overseas uh, in, in Taiwan and China. And so after we fabricate these chips in Pocatello, right now we set, we're sending them to the Philippines, 90% of them to be packaged. Our goal is to bring it into that and to bring it into that across the industry. We'll be the first minority semiconductor fabrication company and packaging company. So the goal is to unite hydrogen and chips. And we have a company called Hydrovonics, which is a play on the two words, hydrogen and ovonics. And ovonics is the technology that Stan Oshinsky developed many years ago. Exciting. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong. This is Elizabeth Bernhardt, Michigan Business Network. We will be right back.
The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Elizabeth Bernhard, and we are joined today by Ellington Ellis. And Ovonic is why we have our flat screen TVs. I mean, he has over 400 patents in that arena. So we're taking all the patents, the technology that he, that he has, and we're uniting Ovonics, chips, sensors, and we're uniting that with hydro, hydrovonics. And the goal is to become energy efficient, and carbon emission zero by developing hard to decarbonize industries like chip fabrication companies. So the goal is to provide the hydrogen, to provide the energy, to provide the chemicals, provide the, the, the gases that it takes to run these fabrication companies all in a green and a renewable way. And that's what I love so much, Ellington, about the work that you are always working on. No matter which part of the industry you're supporting, you really take that strong commitment to sustainability, carbon reduction. And that is not something that we're necessarily seeing all across the country. So, you, you know, it's true innovation. Thank you. So when, let's go back to your discussion about the packaging. So if 90% of the packaging is currently being done overseas. How can other manufacturers in the production, in the packaging industry, come to support this strong need in the United States? What yeah, kind of transitions do they need to be making right now? Yeah, so number one, the training, education, right? Academia, advanced uh, science, advanced knowledge, and advanced understanding of the packaging industry. It is a very, very highly skilled industry. You need the expertise to do it. They've done it so long. We've sent so many over, you know, seas for so long that they're experts at it. We're not here. But what we do have are pioneers in the industry that we work with to launch this and to bring about the skills and the technicians and the engineers so we can start doing packaging domestically. So in a nutshell, what is the single most important thing for manufacturers to be paying attention to? What are one or two things that they could do right now to get ready for this? Yeah. Number one, uh, data collection is important, right? Automation, 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 right? Without, without a doubt, that's important. But the collaboration between industry, academia, as well as uh, government is critical mm-hmm. in order to for any company. And the companies that meet at the intersection of, of quantum computing, artificial intelligence, and molecular engineering, those are the companies that will be extremely successful and the winners in this electrification economy. So being able to negotiate that intersection, right, for any company is the, are the companies that will be strong and that will be the winners in this society. Wonderful. So in terms of academia, are there partners that you are working with who are really very innovative and they're on top of it that you can say are champions of this? 
Yeah, well, you know, the University of Michigan, I've worked with them for many years now, but University of Michigan is very good as it relates to advanced semiconductor, you know, knowledge and understanding. University of Idaho, there are others, right? Uh, Purdue University is, is one in particular, but they all, from community colleges up, need to be participating in this, in this industry. Yes. This is really great to hear, Ellington, because there's so much that we can do to really bring these disparate parties together. Staff operating in silos really come together to figure out what Michigan needs to stay competitive. Yeah. So what I was going to say, it's also important that we understand that Moore's law is coming to an end, right? Death. And Moore's law basically says that, you know, technology is doubling every two years, you know, transistors on a chip is doubling every two years, but that doubling it's becoming so nano, and if I can use, you know, layman's term, it's becoming so nano that we can no longer put more sensors or on a chip. So what, what we have to do then is begin to modulize and also come about what is called, bring about what is called chiplet systems, where we can just pick what we want and choose on a, like a legal system. That is the technology that is needed in this society where we can no longer build wide, we need to start building up, stacking on chips. That's something that Stan Oshinsky talked about. That's something that Gordon Moore talked about before his death, that it will come to an end. And we're there now. We're, we're like maybe months or maybe two years away from that coming to an end. So chiplet development within universities, training and academia is important. But it has to be industry-led because we know what's needed. Yes. Absolutely. Frankly, it always needs to be industry-led in terms of where, <laughs> where you're going, what you need to do. And the partnership is critical. Right. You, are, you are listening to Elizabeth Bernhard on Build Smart, Lead Strong with the Michigan Business Network. We will be right back. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. This is Elizabeth Bernhard, and today we are speaking with Ellington Ellis. Ellington, let's talk, let's talk about manufacturing in Michigan and okay. innovations and trends that you're seeing across the industry in Michigan. What are you noticing? What are things that manufacturers are doing and what should they be doing to stay competitive within our state? Yeah, so one of the things that they are doing, I should say yeah, many companies are doing and many more needs to, is automation. And I, I keep coming back to that, but automation, automation, automation. And what surrounds automation is sensors and chips, right? Being able to collect data. Companies have to be data-driven so they can collect data, 
they can analyze data and they then can become more efficient. And when they become more efficient, they become more profitable. So it's important that there is automation and there is data collection. That's what Michigan companies need to be doing, especially in this environment where we're making this transition to yeah, electrification. Really great to hear that, Ellington, because as you know, we at Manufacturing Growth Alliance, we are one of six organizations who is authorized by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation to support our small to mid-sized manufacturers across the state with Industry 4.0 adoption. And certainly automation is a critical part of that. But I can say another critical piece is data collection. And overwhelmingly, what we're finding in terms of the manufacturers that MGA has supported, so and so far we've given away 60 grants to manufacturers, the majority of them are starting with data collection. And because they understand if they don't start doing it, they're going to get left behind. Yes. So it sounds like what we're seeing with industry is supporting what you say are the two biggest needs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, I see MGA or, or Manufacturers Growth Alliance as an as a undergirder of medium-sized and, and startup companies. It's almost critical, not just the funding, but the knowledge and the resources for success in, in the manufacturing process, right? MGA, that's why I, I, I speak about it all the time. I was in a, a meeting in Marshall, Michigan yesterday with one of the top solar developers and we're forming a new company. Yes, we are right. uh, for, for Municipal. And I said to him, are you familiar with Manufacturing Growth Alliance? And he said, no, I'm not. And I said, what's well, about automation? He said, I need to be a part of that. And I said, yes, you do need to be a part of it. And they had just what they had ordered millions of dollars of automation equipment, right? And so he's going to reach out to you, Elizabeth, okay. ar ar around that. And I want him to be a part of what you're doing because you're doing a great thing here in Michigan. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We love having you on the board. So why do you think there is a need for MGA? What's, what's different about MGA in terms of how we're supporting Michigan small to mid-sized manufacturers? Yeah, so I guess a good word would be ignorance, ignorance of what's out there. A lot of the, the, the manufacturing companies, the CEOs and the boards do not recognize the, that there are companies out there like MGA in the world and in Michigan. So Manufacturing Growth Alliance can give information and knowledge about the, the need for automation and data collection. A lot of companies think they know, but yeah. they really don't know. But, but, but because there is a funding shortage as well as a knowledge shortage, MGA fits that gap. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I think one of the challenges that MGA has found with our small to mid-sized manufacturers is that oftentimes the CEO is they're overwhelmed. They are wearing multiple hats. You know, they are there day in, day out in their business. They don't necessarily get time to work on their business and to really think through what they need to do to mm. maintain sustainability and to maintain a place in the industry for years to come. So if you are a small to mid-sized manufacturer, I would like you to think about what are one or two recommendations you could give to a small to mid-sized manufacturer in terms of remaining competitive. We know in automation is critical. We know data collection is critical. Is there anything else that our manufacturers should be paying attention to so that, that they're maybe not paying attention to right now? Yeah, I don't think they're paying attention to MGA. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm plugging this because it's just so critical. We, we talk about hiring you know, consultants and their consultants are great. I'm a consultant, right? But 
MGA is one of the greatest consultants that any CEO or mid-sized company or startup could have because it's not only the money, because the funding is there, there are grants, but there's also the knowledge and understanding and the collaboration with other CEOs that gives them that consultation that is needed without the high cost. So being a member of MGA really would make a difference as it relates to saving on profit and understanding and funding coming to your organization. That's great, Ellington. Thank you. You know, I can share that one one success that we're really seeing is MGA's partnership with the Edward Lowe Foundation and the MEDC. We currently have eight CEOs from all around the state, eight manufacturing CEOs who are going through um, a three-part series with the Edward Lowe Foundation, where they are having CEO roundtables. They are participating in a two and a half day retreat. And it's been completely free for them as members of MGA with subsidies from the MEDC. And I can tell you that the manufacturer CEOs who are participating say it's the highlight of their year. That it is when they go to log in for their monthly CEO retreat and roundtable, they look forward to it all day because they are finally mm. working with somebody who understands the trials mm. and tribulations that come with being a CEO, which is also a very lonely place to be. So it's really, I love that we're able to offer this service to manufacturers. Awesome. Yeah, it is beautiful. So you are listening to Elizabeth Bernhardt, Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. For something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. All right, welcome back to Build Smart, Lead Strong. I'm Elizabeth Bernhard. We are here with Ellington Ellis on the Michigan Business Network. Ellington, you have so many things that you are so excited about. I, as I talked about in your introduction, I know that you are a champion of entrepreneurship and you are a champion of supporting Black entrepreneurs, Indigenous entrepreneurs, people of color, as well as to support them with creating generational wealth. So tell us about some of the passion projects that you have and things that you're supporting around the state. Yeah, so it's helping companies, helping young entrepreneurs and medium-sized companies grow and become wealthy organizations and wealthy individuals. And so my, my greater goal over all of the innovation and technologies and patents that are under my name is helping people and helping people grow. But it's really about helping poor people, whether they're black, white, or other, right? The, the critical thing is, if you're down and out, how can we help you? How can we bring knowledge and understanding to you that you just wouldn't readily get because you're not in that right environment? I was blessed to be placed, pushed into the right environment. And I, my goal is to help others know what I know and to know more than what I know. And so helping uh, BIPOC communities and BIPOC organizations, help funding them, connecting them to strategic partners, transferring generational wealth 
within companies and corporations and within families is important. It's, I think it's, it's just critical that we invest in BIPAC companies, not for the sake of investing in them, but that diversity is important, diversity of knowledge, bringing individuals lived experiences to the labor market, right? Bringing that to a corporation, because we all have different frame of references. We come from different backgrounds. Some things we will never know if we were not in a certain environment. There are some things that Asians will never know about the black community. And there's no innovation that couldn't come out of that. Same thing as it relates to white and blacks. So I think as, as we come together as a diverse group of people, as one human race and one mass aggregate corporate America and, and capitalist system, that's when growth happens. That's when we expand the labor force as we allow others to come in and be a part of, of the whole. So if you if we have a listener today who is thinking about starting a business, maybe they are in a region that has been historically disenfranchised and marginalized, and they're thinking about going into business, but they're they're risk averse. They're not certain about steps they could take. Do you have any guidance that you might give them today so that they might take some initial steps to starting their business? Yeah, one of the things they can do is reach out to me. No, but 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 if they if they do reach out to me, and there are many me's around the world, and it, they're sometimes very hard to find, right? But we we want to help. We're looking to help, and we will guide them from a startup to the growth business and put them in a position, right, where they will grow. I, I I'm not guessing what to do when it comes to growth, right? How to to grow a company, take a company from scratch to acquisition, right? I've done it three times. I know how to do it. And I want to be able to help others do that, that don't have gray hair yet. And, you know, let me be a part of your, your life and let people like me be a part of your life. Let MGA be a part of your life and reach out. Because when you, when you reach out to MGA, you just, you're not just reaching out to MGA, you're reaching out to all of their connections, the Everlow Foundation, the MBDC, the Michigan Economic Development Corp. You're reaching out to the labor force, all of it. So this is your gateway to knowledge, understanding, and funding. That would be the first thing that I would tell them. Thank you. And for our listeners who would like to know how to connect with us, our website is mgalliance.org. Ellington, you are our best spokesperson. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much. And so is, awesome. there, is there another step? I mean, honestly, I wish we could replicate you because there's so much need on the part of entrepreneurs around the state, but you only have so much time. So we, right. I'd love to work with you to figure out how we can take your vision and make it a reality. We'd love to do it. Love to do it. Love to be a part of that. Right. So it's critical for any entrepreneurs out there and even any growth company. And this is something that I'm going to give you and you don't have to pay for. Strategic partnerships with major tier one corporations, strategic partnerships with multinational companies is your ticket to success. No one gets rich by themselves. No one becomes wealthy by themselves. You have to partner with these companies. The question that you may ask, how do I partner with them? And the big secret is to know that where their gaps are. And you can know where their gaps are if you go to their investor site. And then you will see where the need is. When you find that investor page, find out where the need is for that company and partner there. I guarantee you'll be successful. Great tips, Ellington. I love it. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for spending time with me. You're a busy person. I wish I could spend all day with you talking about, with you. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> I'm glad. You are listening to Build Smart, Lead Strong. I'm Elizabeth Bernhard on the Michigan Business Network.